Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to episode 128 of the WP Builds Podcast. This episode is entitled Getting Content from Clients. It was published on Thursday, the 16th of May, 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. And I'll be joined later by David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com so that we can have the chat about getting content from clients. Before we begin that, though, just a couple of things. Most of this is over on the wpbuilds.com website. If you go over there and click on some links in the main menu, the subscribe page allows you to join our mailing list and find us on iTunes and various podcast players. Join our Facebook group, which has now reached the 2,000-person threshold. That's an exciting milestone. And we've also got other links to things like our YouTube channel where you can get all of our content. The other one I want to mention is forward slash deals. Go to the deals page if you're in the market for anything to do with WordPress. Go and have a look. There's a chance that we've got some percentage off, some notable plugin or other. Not everything, but quite a few products on there. So it's probably worth checking if you're in the market for some new stuff. WPBuilds.com forward slash contribute if you'd like to join me and make a screencast about something that you've done recently that you're proud of. This, I suppose, is especially for people who are not really familiar with having their face on social media and just kind of want an outlet to to show something that, that they've done. And I've, I found it most rewarding to uh, to get people on and talk about all the great things that they've been doing with WordPress or, or anything for that matter. And the other one, I suppose, would be to say that these days we've decided to start doing weekly roundups, live news bulletins. They go out at 2 p.m. UK time, which is probably early morning if you're in the United States. And it's a live feed with some notable WordPress personalities. And we talk about last week's WordPress news. It's supposed to be not serious. You know, we've had a few episodes where the audio hasn't worked and so on. But uh, yeah, join us for that. You'll find out more information in our Facebook group and it will be going live into that as well as live in, onto our YouTube channel. So I'd certainly appreciate it if you want to join us for those. If you go to the wpbuilds.com forward slash archives, news archives page, you can find that by going to archives and then news archive. I'll actually be posting each of those into its respective uh, piece of content. So that's maybe another way of keeping track of it. And the last one would be wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. If you've got a product or service and you'd like us to advertise it on the podcast, we will certainly do that and hopefully get your, your product in front of a wider audience. Speaking of which, the WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by the Page Builder Framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? Well, the Page Builder Framework is a mobile, responsive, and lightning-fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy, and other page builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. So go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today to find out more. And we do thank our sponsors for supporting the WP Build podcast. It certainly enables us to keep on going. Right, 
Today, David Wormsley and I talking about how to get content out of clients. You know this problem. You know what we're on about. Finding images of the right size, getting copy that works, basically getting anything at all. We don't pretend to know the answers as usual, but we do have a nice, frank, honest discussion about where we're at right now. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, and today's topic is called Getting Content from Clients. Nathan and I were talking about this for a while, and I think we probably concluded that this isn't such a huge issue for us because we're small fry. Yes. Is that right? Well, I am mm. small fry, absolutely. So, yes, this is of um, less concern, I think, for me than it probably is for a lot of you people listening, because for some of you, it might be extraordinarily important. Yeah, well, we see it all the time, don't we, that this is a big problem, and a lot of people have been trying to solve it. You know, it causes delays, which causes late payments and you know i mean i think every facebook group i'm in it sort of comes up every couple of days this yeah how do you get content from clients what's the best tool for getting content from clients what's the best process how have you tried it in the past and so on and and probably we've all stumbled through it in some way or another i don't think there's like the perfect way of doing it you know even the SaaS apps have got their strengths and weaknesses but there are a whole different bunch of ways that we've probably tried it in the past. So I guess at some point today, we're going to talk about what those ways are, but also um, ways for possibly avoiding this problem. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Well, I mean, we see it come up and I think we've seen a lot of SaaS apps. Um, a friend of ours does content snare and that was aimed at solving the problem that gets reported, you know, and they've seen in the Facebook like us. I think also, um, there's been some, I don't know who they are now because maybe some of these haven't lasted out, but there's been uh, other organizations which have set up ways of being able to create content for your clients as a way of stopping that hold up. Mm. But I, I haven't seen much of that recently, but it does feel like over the last couple of years, there was a, a lot of products out there that were trying to solve this problem because it seemed to be reported as a big problem all the time. Yeah. Um, again, I suspect that somebody like me, David and I chatted about this quite a lot before we um, got on this call and started recording it. Um, in my case, I'm mostly able to just avoid the problem by getting on with something else. It's as simple as that. If a client is not responding so let's say, for example, either intentionally or perhaps they've gone on holiday or something like that, and they're not able to provide me with the things that I would ideally like to move on, then mm -hmm. I just do something else um, instead. And that usually gets me over the hump. Um, and again, um, it's probably not suitable for everybody because if you're in a, an organization where the work is put in front of you and you've got to achieve certain targets and goals and this this particular bit of work needs to be completed by this particular date and that is your remit for the next week, that's that's going to be more difficult, I suppose. Yeah, maybe it affects the larger agencies, although I suspect they've probably got the tools and the personnel to be able to make sure that people go through a correct process and those deadlines are met or uh, I guess they would probably put these things in contracts but yeah it seems to also be a problem and I'd like to know I guess in some ways we need to know what the problem is a bit because we don't in some ways I I would say I don't suffer with it now but I, I think I have before you mentioned this before about people changing personnel so you've got somebody else that you need to deal with to get the content and that yeah. can cause a hold up 
That's definitely happened to me in the past where halfway through a project for one reason or another, the, the personnel at the company that I'm dealing with have changed. And so the person who I've been working the process through with has disappeared and all of a sudden you've either got to start that process again or or just jack the whole thing in so you've got to re-educate them i suppose if you're using um, a system like let's say content snare then there is at least that you know you could make video tutorials or what have you that can be repurposed so that you could just send it to the new person whereas if you're working on a a more bespoke system you're kind of making up on the fly for each particular client you might have to you might have to begin the whole process of explaining how it all works again and allowing them into the shared dropbox folder or google drive folder or whatever system that you're using yeah i mean you know i changed my whole system because of some delayed projects ones that went 18 months was one and in fact the longest one was actually three years. Wow. Um, yeah, it wasn't a problem. I, I guess for most people, this getting content was an issue because of payment. So if you do the, it's almost a standard, isn't it, to take 50% and then 50% at the end mm -hmm. after the launch. Mm -hmm. And if you got to the 95% of what you can do and you're still waiting for the, the content for years after that, you're really out of pocket. And yeah. I think, and to a certain extent, I, I, there was a bit of that came into it. We were waiting for someone's payment for a long time, longer than we should have done with that, um, with the one with the three years. I just got paid up to what we did. But that changed my whole approach to it. I think the basis of those two examples. And in some ways, they are content issues. Um, but again, one of them was change of staff as well. But it does make me think, I mean, I changed now to daily builds, so I, I don't really care now <laughs> if they take longer, particularly as they tend to be linked with the care plan and hosting. So they get one free month of that. So if they drag on for years and never launch this site, they're still paying me to look after it. Yeah, I, I really like your model in the sense that if you've got this one, well, let's say it's one day, um, could be more, but let's just imagine yeah. it's one day. Presumably, if they show up on that day and haven't got the content that they are required to have, they they pretty quickly realise that the you know it's not going to get finished properly. But yet, they're on the clock. Um, that time will run out, and that's tough luck. And and in a way, that's that's a great way of not having to explain to the client where the where the fault lies because they can see it for themselves. Oh, oh, I didn't bring that piece of content. And I'm guessing that in your documentation that you send out to them before that day begins, you're, you're explaining that we need everything, um, text and images and video files or whatever. Yeah, well, it's getting, it's, I'm changing a little bit. I've not had a lot of work just recently to really test out some of the things that I've thought about. And that's about being a bit more client-friendly, about adjusting to the people having the good conversation in the first place and trying to work out what type of person they are. See, I think a lot of the content problems that certainly I had, maybe it's true of others, were down to me because I, when I learned to be uh, someone who built websites, I, I read articles and they largely told me about systems and approaches. And when you read about contracts, which I, I again, I don't have contracts in my business, but they would set out that the responsibility for the content was the client. And a lot of people won't start the, the project itself until the content is all in. 
<clears throat> for me, I, I now think that's probably the wrong way to go with my type of client because mm. they're all going to be different. So if they are, as with the case with my brothers at the extreme, no one could have made them a website because you literally, they wouldn't pay somebody to provide copy for them. That's mm. not going to happen mm. with them and, and not worth it for their small businesses either. It would be too expensive. So you just have to decide, well, I'm going to put something in and they can change the old words. It's, that's, it's going to have to be that way. I think in the era of page builders for WordPress websites especially, that's a mm. fairly decent proposition, I think, putting in stock images mm. um, with, well, I'm probably better off having, you know, license-free images and putting in dummy text. It, it's a bit of a quandary here, I suppose, in that, it's very difficult to be to design a site until you've got some indication of where the mm. where the text is going to go and how much text they want to put in and conversely it's hard to create the content for the site unless you know what the design looks like so you caught it's a bit of a chicken and an egg type situation isn't it really yeah exactly that and I, I've realized myself I mean I've built websites for myself I've never given myself the content first because they depend on each other. If I start to build the site and it, it kind of looks the way I want it, then in a way that the space available sort of determines how much content I'm going to put in, you know. Yeah. I know it shouldn't be that way. You should be designing to the content. But I think they do work together. And I think that's if you try and separate the clients responsible for the, the content and you're responsible for the design, I think something has to be lost in that, particularly with page builders, where you can you can start to work together, uh, as I'm starting to do these days, you know, clients are going in and fiddling with the design. Are you in effect then selling, I don't mean you, I mean, is is there a business to be, is there a business case or a, could you make a business where you are basically selling a template with the knowledge to carry out uh, the, the completion of that template? So in other words, okay, um, you, you've got a, a building company, say, we will set you up with something which we think you can fiddle with, with all of the stock images in, with ample space around the edges for some you know, white space around the text mm. and so on and so forth. But we, we will provide it to you like that. And then it will be your job to go in and finish it off because you'll then be able to see what fits. You'll be able to tailor the, the amount of text that you want to put in there, judging by the size of the image that you put next to it and so on and so forth. That could be an interesting business model. Yeah, I think so. That's kind of templates would help. But I do think we're just moving that way anyway. We were saying this before, weren't we, that the, the net itself has changed, hasn't it? I think when you needed to be a designer before, it, it was difficult to um, make those web pages. You needed to know what content was going in before because you might need to create a PHP template file and you would need to position the, all of the CSS selectors mm. and the HTML in there. Well, all of that's gone. So you, you're much freer, aren't you, with page builders where you can literally change at any moment and swap out sort of templates and move any part of a page wherever you like it. So that, that element has gone. So I do tend to think when we maybe look at old contracts about the client responsibility being for the the content it's maybe a little bit out of date these days mm. perhaps as businesses we need to be moving towards because it's so much easier to build websites and even clients know this that part of our skills perhaps ought to be moving towards the 
helping them how to get their content together. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if you go back 10 years, a lot of the the products available were, you know, you could you could spend an entire career doing that. So, for example, um, you know, you had experts at Photoshop um, mm. and so on and so forth, whereas now it feels like there's so many more straightforward tools, should we say, online image creation tools or stripped-down versions that you can get for the Mac or the PC that are much more straightforward. And a lot of that stuff, I kind of feel, the client can do for themselves, not necessarily well in most cases, you know, especially with images. That's an absolute talent and um, and career. You know, you, you, you certainly a good designer is, is better than I am. Um, <laughs> but I think that... In in many cases, especially for the cheaper end of the websites, having something good enough can probably be thrown together fairly quickly with a selection of sometimes free online tools. Yeah, I think so. I think templating really helps. I used to hate, I think when we started doing this podcast and talking, we both said that we didn't like templates. I'm starting to change now because if they're templates like the ones I'm trying to create myself at the moment for clients, which are um they have content in them telling them what this content needs to do mm. for their business mm. if you like you know how important that kind of header is and the description under it you know your social proof sections your various different sections that will work to to aid people to contact you uh, you know it's all written into a kind of template so it's a, a kind of abc of how to uh, you know build a, a website in a website that's already templated. Yep. And I think, you know, it's a giving clients a clue because if you say they're responsible for the content, give it to me, they wouldn't have a clue, would they really? I don't know. Does anybody do that? Uh, I, I think that is one of the most difficult things to convey to the client. I mean, I, I, it's really difficult for them to grasp because they've spent no time actually thinking about what a website is made of. They've just consumed websites and it's all very straightforward in the same way that I really wouldn't know how to go out laying out a newspaper, even though I've seen them tens of thousands of times. I don't, I don't actually look at the layout of it. I just consume it. I just eat it up and read it and then throw it away and do something else. Whereas we spend our lives thinking about this. So it's second nature to us. It's obvious. You need this here and this here and you need a bit of space around this. No, no, no. So that bit of text probably could do with being a bit shorter if that's the image you absolutely must have in those dimensions. But it's nonsense to them. And you very often get problems with, you know, they'll send you an image which is completely utterly inappropriate in terms of its dimensions. It's a letterbox when it should be, I don't know, tall and thin and so on and so forth. So I, I think conveying this is really hard. And, and things like Content Snare, those solutions, they do try to to fix that because you can kind of upload images of what it typically might look like. And I've, I've done all of that. I've created images of what this bit should look like. Okay, so this is the header. We're going to have probably a bit of text uh, over here, possibly, or it could go over there. And I've created and made videos and all that, but still, somewhere along the way, it gets lost because it's not really what they're interested in thinking about or talking about. Yeah, I've not, I've not used the tool. I don't, I don't know if it gives you any clues. I mean, some of the things you would obviously need to let clients know because if they did have other content, chances are it's going to be content that was made for print and it's probably in the third person and probably entirely unsuitable as copy for the web because mm. it's not simple enough. Yep. And, and the images, again, <laughs> I mean, asking for that content to come in from the client is going to be problematic. Uh, the, the new isometric 
design trends where we're using uh, SVGs. <laughs> you know, yep, yep. if you wanted that kind of look, a client could possibly do that stuff. So, well, the, um, I guess the the problem here comes from it being a, a, a more modest budget, doesn't it? You know, there's no time yeah. for somebody to actually write the content. Whereas in an ideal world, somebody will. You know, you'll get the client to interface with somebody who's an expert at that and they'll be taking into a consideration all of the seo stuff because there's that as well and then you need the designer to to make nice beautiful designs and so on and so forth but with the cheaper end of the projects it's kind of i just want a website can you just finish it for me and get it done and, <laughs> and yeah here's a couple of photos of of what my office looks like and here's a couple of photos of some of the people and they're all standing with different backgrounds and we all know it'll look a bit crummy but sometimes you just got to put that stuff online for them because that's all they've got <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And actually, it's getting even easier for things like that. Somebody sends you some rubbish photos. There's now that remove BG, yes. remove.bg yep. program. It's yes. fabulous, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it really is fabulous. I Coincidentally, I came across a, another tool last night, which will put different colors into different images. And that's that's really good. That makes things really, uh, in inverted commas, pop. And, uh, and I've, <laughs> I've used that a couple of times in the last few days. It's been great. But um yeah, with all of this, what what has been your process over the years that you've been building websites? What kind of things have you gone through? What struggles have you overcome? What techniques, repositories have you set up? Mm, well, I think initially, again, it's just following what I thought being a designer was, you know, having a process and trying to force my clients through those mm -hmm. was how I did it. And I created problems, you know, I, I, really, I... I stop the process being enjoyable for the client so that was my mistake now i've gone entirely the other way maybe too far where literally i'm just going to go with what i think is going to make it easier for them so if they're really keen on learning about page builders then i'll put some basic design and they'll i'll stop they will actually start moving with the design and start sticking in the copy my dream is that one day <laughs> will not need anything like uh, a SANA or Basecamp or something like that to talk through that literally everything will just come in directly into WordPress um, that they'll start throwing in the images they've got. They'll have some templates to put the text in. That's mm. my aim. But, the you know, before it was trying to, I guess, trying to use things like uh, I, I wanted to look professional. So I try and set up systems where they provide me with this type of content. It's always failed every time. Mm. I've just now had to adjust to the people. You said this mm. as well. You, um, it, you told me about how most of your problems are solved by the fact that you mostly get to know these people and you just have a chat with them. My most effective system for mm. getting content out of clients is called the telephone Yes. <laughs> um, and it just works most of the time, so long as you can get through to the person. And I don't know what you all do, anybody listening to this, but I make sure that there's one point of contact between me and the company that I'm dealing with. So, uh, you know, as we said earlier, that person may change, but then I would... I would ask that it's another one person. Now, of course, that's fraught with problems. Perhaps you won't get on with that one person, but on the in the vast majority of cases I have... And the telephone, you know, get their phone number and phone them up can be really effective. Look, I was just hoping that you could give me the the images that we need. Something roughly this sort of dimension, you know, and maybe describe it like, you know, think about a letterbox. Something about that sort of size would be great it's just to go on that section. And that's been really effective. I, I'm not, um, I'm always torn, a bit like you just described, I'm always torn about 
how much freedom to give them. And in the era of the page builders, it's completely possible to, like we said, give them a template and let them get on with it. Or you could build it and just let them finish off by putting the images in. Um, but of course, then you have to live with the results of that uh, and whether or not you want to put that as a as a, a, t a testimonial on your own website, because suddenly after 10, 10 minutes with the page builder, the, the client has made things look extraordinarily interesting with Cooper Black <laughs> font uh, in you know, enormous font size on the homepage and so on. So I, I, I don't really... I don't really have the perfect system, but I think I think the phone is as good as it gets. Failing that, like I say, I've used things like Content Snare. I've I've set up ridiculously complicated folder structures in things like uh, Google Drive, like ridiculous. You know, folders <laughs> for each page, and then in each of those folders is another folder which will say something like assets, and then in another folder it will say something like text, and then they've got to put. Of course. You know, it never works because it's just too cumbersome and silly. But um, yeah. <laughs> I've been through yeah. it all and come out thinking, just talk to them. You know, that's the best thing. But also having that kind of courage, I think, to just do something and put it out to the client and say, look, this is what I'm thinking. And it may be a bit of a waste because perhaps they'll turn around and say, no, it's not what we imagined at all. But it's better to at least provoke that conversation than to be constantly in the, the stasis of, oh, I, I can't do anything because I haven't got anything. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I mean, when trying to build your own sites, um, you, I don't know, you may be different, but I just go in there and start with some look and then I put the content in and I move it around and then I change the look and then yep. the content and it all starts, it's just keeps going on. So I'm kind of quite keen that with page builders, you can, you can let the client get that out of their system as early as possible before this, because you must've been through this before where you think you've done something that's absolutely wonderful. And then, um, someone tells you <laughs> my wife, in my case, that it's not so wonderful. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yes. or, and I realize it's true the next day. And I, in some ways, I feel clients almost, if they're interested, need to go through some of that themselves. They need to try them out where we tend to block things by saying we're the experts. We know better. This won't work because of this. And I've really I'm trying to be a bit more open with that kind of thing. And it's the same with I think with with content itself. You know, they need to know how they can change that content because they're always going to change it. My own business website i mean it's almost changing the, the content the wording on that every week you know right okay yeah no I, I do know what you mean and i think that's probably as the tools become much more easy to use as the the, the techniques for creating web pages become easier and easier i think it's either you're going to be a kind of agency that says, look, we're going to build it for you and we're not going to give you the, the tools to, to manipulate it in yeah. any way. You're going to phone that stuff through to us or email us, whatever, whatever system you've got. And we'll, we'll, we'll take care of that. You don't worry. Or a little bit like you, um, look, we've built it and here's some instructions as to how, how the, the software works that, that enables it to be built. Uh, go and have a play. But, you know, the caveat is if you, if you play and, and break something, then you're either going to be billed for us to change it back or you're going to have to figure it out for yourself. And I've, I've got lots of that going on in my life at the minute, lots of the clients fiddling with things. I've looked at a site a couple of days ago where I'm, I'm a little bit alarmed by a <laughs> button that they've put on the homepage and it's huge and ugly. But then I sort of think to myself, well, if I was to sell you a car, 
Um, and then I notice a couple of weeks later that you've put a, a, a I don't know, an extra bumper on the front, <laughs> or you've painted the car a different color. It's not really up to me to tell you that that's the wrong color. I might dislike it, but it's your it's your car, it's your website. You can in in this day and age do that stuff. So I think that's fine. Yeah, there's another debate, isn't it? Whose yeah. website is it? Well, I think my approach is it's theirs mostly. You know, yeah. I, I can't see. Oh, I, I really can't. It's a stretch for me to to understand the argument that it doesn't belong to the client because they've paid uh, for it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do it as a challenge. I'll try and I'll put the opposing view. Yeah. <laughs> I fear it'll be a fairly short talk in that case. Yeah. So um, any other ways that you get content out of your clients then? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it is a lot more that they're going into WordPress anyway. So they are just chucking in images and moving stuff around. So I don't think there's anything particularly new that I do. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get rid of um, Asana, which I used to use the way to with the emails, they can just chuck something uh, through Asana because it goes automatically into the media section of Asana. So, so they don't really need to know it. They just need to know how to send an email with an attachment. But yeah, I'm trying to kill that kind of stuff. And see, just my do idea, it all via a page builder. I would love to do it. You see, this is the thing. It's with, I mean, there are lots of different tools coming out these days, but um, you know about this because you've um, done a, a video as well on WP Admin Pages Pro, which uh, I've also looked at. That's a great way of being able to provide information to clients directly within their install because you can create pages, which I'm doing with videos. I'm using Userback, your uh, Project Huddle fan, there are other things like that appearing where people can give feedback on the same site that you're working on. And, and now I think, you know, with most of the instant sizing and optimization you can do in your WordPress installs, they can chuck stuff in there, can't they? So I'm, I'm thinking all of these extra processes I'd love to remove. I'd love everything to happen in that one site you're building with them. How has it been working out for you using Userback? So there are three products that I, fit, I think fit a very similar target audience. We've got um, Userback. There's Project Hoddle um, from Andre Gagnon, and there's also a new one called WP Feedback, all doing uh, a similar role. In other words, you're you're putting the site live. You know, it may be on a testing domain or something like that, but essentially, you're you're making something available to the client. So it's a process. It's iterating through it, and then then you're asking them to to give commentary on it, to give uh, approval, or to say that they like this or they don't like this, and they can amend and add text and so on, and take screenshots and all of this stuff, and and essentially just give you without you having to be on the phone to them their their opinion on it. My fear with with all that stuff is that you'll be deluged or they won't use it. But, mm -hmm. I mean, these products are out there. They're being heavily used. So they absolutely must must serve a, a purpose. Yeah. Well, I've not had a chance to use um, user back. It's now in my starter theme, which has got all of these things in. But I haven't done any new work. I've only done some rebuilds with existing customers recently so i haven't had a chance to sort of test this out but my my view is it's there if you want to use it if you want to put some screenshots in quickly and give me some feedback on it that's great you can yep. use it if not it doesn't matter yep. because i think here's one thing i didn't really discuss which 
which is I wonder if this happens because it definitely happened with me with with content. I'm moaning about clients not sending me the content, but once they've been delayed once for a while, I let that delay go on. You know, I might chase them with an email and I know it's something tedious for them to do and they will give me an excuse and then I'll just let it be, you know, because I'm not got that, you know. So I'm part of the problem because I'm not chasing them up where nowadays, because I'm going for short focus sprints of work with the clients, it's probably much more likely to get something done than when you send an email every so often, like you're saying with the telephone, it just moves things forward. Mm. So, so sprints of work are the way that I now think I like to work. So probably something like user back won't get used in that. Right. The, th- this has never really bitten me too badly in that, like I said earlier, I can always just be getting on with something else. But presumably there are situations where it does cause a problem. And I, I wonder if anybody out there listening to this has, has had real dilemmas and problems caused by exactly this. You know, you weren't able to, because the contract was written in such a way, you weren't able to actually get the final payment possibly because they just, they stalled and yet the contract doesn't provide for that. Maybe with that in mind, you've had to rewrite your contract so that there's a stipulation that if the content is not supplied, you can move on and kind of decide that the project at some arbitrary time is, is actually over and it's on them. Uh, I wonder. I wonder if people have had to do this before. My my approach, I think, with all of that would be never to just sort of drop the project if it ever came to the point where they had there was radio silence or they just weren't giving me the content. I think probably the the worst that I would do would be to finish off as best as I could, fill it up with something which I would be happy with, and then mm. say, look, there you go. Um, you can push it live in some way, shape, or form that you feel is fit. Or mm. I can push this live for you if if that's part of what we agreed. Either way, you know, it's been sort of six months now of absolutely no silence and I've sent dozens of emails and I've called a few times. This this is what I can do for you. And, uh, you know, what we can't we can't go any further unless we have any content. That's probably what I'd do. Yeah, I guess there are some circumstances. If you've got, uh, I mean, the ones that I'm thinking of that did hold up a little bit were waiting for the photographer to do some pictures of the products yep. and also some pictures of the staff. But there were ways around that because you could, you know, you could substitute icons, I guess, or something styled or, you know, just anything really to put in the staff in the meantime while they're getting them ready. I think also content which is not quite as good as it should be can also mm. be a bit of a, it's a bit of a carrot and a stick in a way because, Let's say, for example, that you're waiting on a, a particular photograph. I'm thinking of a website that I did not so long ago where every member of staff went through the same photography studio within a week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the requirements was that all 80 staff at some point had to take themselves to the photographers and they would have a photo taken at the same angle with the same lights, with the same background to give this feel to their page. And there's all the 80 staff, except that um, a couple changed so there was nobody um, there was a couple of photos that didn't exist and so I just put in like almost like the the old Facebook dummy kind of yeah you know it's like a silhouette of a person you can't see a nose it's just like a, an image of somebody's head basically and that's that's on their website and in a way it's yeah. kind of um, okay that's you know there it is it's not ideal but at least we've got something and 
it's in your hands now. Go on, send them, send them off to the photographer, send it over, and we'll we'll sort it for you. Yeah, that, you know, the, the, one of the last projects I did that had the staff there, and it wasn't nicely lined up because they didn't have somebody in a, a place, but it was wonderful because um, we just left them a little template they could swap out so they had it if they had odd numbers. But one of the templates was when they got a gap there, it was a link through to their recruitment as well. So it could be you was, yep. the, <laughs> was yep. the icon to that. So there's always a way to sort of use the space and, and, and move on rather than get stuck waiting for this one person to come in or the, the, the design doesn't match up until they get the next member of staff or whatever. Yeah. And I think I think there's only so much you can do to try and persuade people to give the content to you. And if, if they don't, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, I suppose you've got to ship something because you have to be paid at some point. Uh, and I also think using tools like um, Loom, which is a thing you can put in your web yeah. browser to to create instant little screenshots. I mean, I, I make so much use of things like that because I can in five seconds have a video underway where I'll show them, look, look, we're, we're missing this exact image here. It was supposed to be of your front lawn or whatever. So can you get it to me, please, and um, send it to this email address or whatever the system might be for that particular project? And it's done, and it, it takes less time than it would do to to send an email by the time you've typed it all out. So I, th- I think that's also another way around it. And I don't know if these these tools like ContentSnare or UserBack or whatever have that capability in them to you know to shoot little videos. But that that's something that I make a lot of use of. And in in a way, it's it's like second best to the phone, but it's pretty good because I don't know. People seem to open videos a lot more than reading text. Yeah, I think we need to be taught what the real problem is because we probably don't understand it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the the getting content problem. I think I've it's become. The thing that I enjoy now, actually, I think, mm. you know, knowing that the web designers been doing that for a while, it's got easier to do. But I now kind of enjoy getting involved in the content a bit with with folks. Oh, good. So actually, talking mm. to the clients and learning about their business and all of that, yeah, that's lovely. Um, I, I enjoy that part. I mean, I can talk for England, as you well know, <laughs> and so I do. I really enjoy that part of the the week where you know you have to speak to different people and and assuming that everything's on an even footing and you're getting along. I think it is. It's very enjoyable indeed. Um, I'm not sure that we've solved this problem, have we? We've not only have we not addressed the uh, the, the problem of getting content out of people. But um, we, we, you know, we, we haven't really um, nailed this one at all, I would say. No. That's typical, <laughs> typical David. Ty- I, but I, I do think, you know, I think delays will be inevitable, whatever. But I think, you know, it's just, it's, we keep coming back to this. It's our, our solution to every problem is good communication, isn't it? Yes. It's about providing the service. We always end up back there, don't we? Yeah, and not always finding a SaaS app or something equivalent that yeah. that is going to fix the problem because it probably, well, I mean, it might. That's a ridiculous thing for me to have approached saying it might. Of course it might. But getting on the phone and, commu- yeah, communication is the key, whether that's, that's- uh, using your voice or writing emails. Uh, for me, it's using my voice every time because it just is far more effective and quicker. Yeah, no, that's it, isn't it? It's not letting processes or tools get in the way of good communication, but letting them help that communication. It's getting it the right way around, isn't it? Have you ever had that feeling where 
the it, it's been you that's caused the delay. Let's say, for example, yeah. that um, <laughs> you've you've accidentally found yourself doing other things. Let's say, oh, I don't know, Facebook, for example, and uh, the project has sort of slipped, and then you feel a little bit guilty or a little bit ashamed to phone the client up or to communicate with the client, and you sort of bury your head in the sand a little bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's what the thing is when when they've missed the deadline or haven't got anything. It's given me the excuse not to follow them up. It's really my job to follow it up. I'm yes. a project manager, effectively, yes. in my small business of this project. So, yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of it's my fault. So we need to get we need to communicate better and get our heads out of the sand. That's the takeaway. <laughs> That's the takeaway from this episode. Do you think we're done? I do, yes. I, I think so too. Knock right. it on the head. Let's knock it on the head. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. It's always very fun chatting to David, even if we don't have all the answers. It's quite refreshing to to get this stuff out in the open and to chat about it. And you never know, maybe somewhere along the line, some of that stuff will have given you some some guidance. And also, please feel free to contact us and tell us that, you know, what we said doesn't make sense or what we said was good and, and it offered you some support or guidance. That would be most appreciated. Good place to do that is in our Facebook group over at wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. Or you can add some comments into the post on WPBuilds.com. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP and Up. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health related illness. WP and Up supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training and counselling. Please help enable WP and Up by visiting WP and Up dot org forward slash give together we can hashtag press forward right that's it for this week i hope you've enjoyed it please join us again on monday not only for our news episode which will come out early in the morning but also join us for the live feed that i mentioned there'll be three or four of us live in facebook on youtube and uh, and you can come and comment on our opinions on the wordpress weekly news from the last week But if we don't see you there, we'll see you here next Thursday for the podcast once more. So, bye-bye for now.